39.1 degrees Celsius. Don't worry. You'll be just fine after a shot in some pose. When we have a high fever, we should go see a doctor for medical treatment. When Mother Earth is running a high fever. Extensively on the heat waves that have hit large Greece is bracing for its longest heat wave Climate on record. Change. Terrifying. Just like us, she reaches out for help. What can we do to make her feel better? I brought my own water bottle. I brought a reusable bag. Bring your own water bottle in place of disposable tableware. Don't use a plastic bag. It's too hot. Let's get a car. No, we can get there in just 10 minutes by bike. Walk or ride a bicycle instead of driving for short distances. Oh, wow. Is your phone broken? Why don't you get a new one? It's okay. I'll get it fixed and can still use it. Repair items whenever possible instead of replacing them with new ones. Don't bother printing out the meeting proposal. I've set up a shared online document for it. Build a paper-free working environment instead of printing everything out. The era of global warming has ended. Effects from global warming are recurring much more frequently than in the past. The era of global boiling has arrived. Mother Earth has a fever, and we cannot withstand the consequences. Take prompt actions to reduce, reuse, and recycle. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. This is He Yang. Recent times have seen Earth grappling with a series of natural calamities, from raging wildfires to devastating floods and scorching heat. We at Roundtable have always kept a watchful eye on our Earth's well-being. These events are poignant reminders of climate change and the urgent need for action. This week, we revisit some of our most thought-provoking discussions with a common thread of pressing climate issues. Join us for a special selection of shows this week. Week, each offering unique perspectives and solutions to tackle the existential challenges ahead for all humankind. As we get into another sweltering summer, the demand for electricity is expected to go up too. Chinese mega city Shanghai, with a population of approximately 25 million, has rolled out a new electricity pricing scheme in an effort to save energy. The city has been giving out subsidies to incentivize residents to use electricity in a more efficient manner. What's more. Virtual power plants have been the talk of the town as China seeks to address rising demand for electricity amid hot summer weather and economic recovery. So let's break it down one by one for everybody. What does this new pricing scheme look like in Shanghai? Of course, according to a recent report published by Shanghai-based news portal Sixth Tone, Shanghai adopts an off-peak power usage scheme to encourage residents. To reduce the power usage during the peak hours this summer,、uh, Zheng Qingrong, director of the Demand Side Management Center, remember this keyword, demand side management, because it is apparently something we have been working on for the past couple of years, if not decades, to make sure that the usage of power.、Um, 
stops being a problem for the demander and also stops being a burden for the grid. And f- according to this person at the state grid Shanghai Marketing Service Center, the city would pay residents who are willing to shift their power usage away from peak demand hours. Zhen said using less electricity during peak demand periods and more during the night will ensure the security of the power system in Shanghai. And the plan aims to achieve a maximum load reduction of 12,000 megawatts involving more than 70,000 households. Mm. A little more detail about the scheme is, according to the scheme, which is based on electricity consumption data from previous years, it is expected that households will be paid 3 yuan, which is almost half a dollar per kilowatt hour saved during peak demand and 1.2 yuan per kilowatt hour saved during low usage hours. Okay, it sounds like the government is handing out some cash to incentivize people um, just by the look of it. Pearl, um, do you think this is a bait uh, users would uh, happily take up? I think so. I think people are starting to be more conscious about, you know, the need to save energy and also to make sure that the countries that have made commitments towards, you know, achieving um, carbon neutrality do actually reach those goals. And China is one of those countries that has made serious commitments, ambitious commitments, as some would say. And so I think uh, what I've seen uh, in my time here in China is that people, residents or citizens, they do support every effort that the government uh, tries to make or takes in terms of trying to better their lives. And this is one way of better bettering people's lives when you want to ensure that uh, the environment is saved, but also we don't necessarily, we don't waste energy um, when it's not necessary. I mean, right now, yes, we are seeing that summers are getting hotter in most part of the world Mm. even here in China just um in the first six months of this year, according to the National Climate Center, China has experienced more uh, record high uh, temperatures in terms of days than in previous than since 1961 when Mm. the records were were well, when China started keeping records, and that is an average, it says about 4.1 days have been the hottest in uh, in China compared to the to the annual average of 2.2 days, so just a little over two days. So it's kind of like more than doubled this year in terms of the number of days that have seen the hottest temperatures um, in, in yeah in China, and so. With that in mind, you see that people are trying to stay cooler and they switch on the ACs and they use other means that require electricity to stay cool. But then uh, this incentive says, please don't overdo it. Here's an incentive for Mm -hmm. you to not overdo it. Maybe you can do it at night because that's when people are not using that much electricity the the demand is not that high at night so people can switch to trying to stay cooler at night or or cook maybe later well not too late but you know <laughs> not cook late like at 2 a.m so i think people will buy into this mm. uh initiative i mean I've, I've seen in other countries the uk has a similar has introduced a similar initiative which is called the demand flexibility service where they also um uh, 
pay consumers. Uh, they offer about, I think it's between three pounds and six pounds. So they have like six service providers and those uh, service providers will make the final decisions decision on as to how much they pay um, the consumers but it's ha it has to be between three and six pounds but you can go over because I've seen some have actually paid about eight pounds uh, per unit of uh, energy that you use in your household and uh, they encourage people to not use uh, uh, hair dryers tumble dryers Okay. dishwashing machines and so on because those are very uh, energy consuming, mm. uh, high energy consuming uh, appliances. So people have to reduce um, the use of their appliances in their homes at certain times, especially in the UK. It's between 16 or 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. Um, GMT. And so people have to be wary or they have to be very cautious of how much energy they use during that time for you to be able to get that money. <laughs> right. So it's not really news for uh, countries, uh, electricity authorities or the department that sets up these kind of measures to offer rate plans that rise and fall with the cost of producing uh, electricity. Because uh, it's kind of interesting, you know, apparently, you know, when it's off season or peak season of or time of a day, um, the um, amount that the cost of producing and storing and transmitting electricity is actually different. So it makes a lot of sense financially to sort of offer rate plans that go by the fluctuation of that cost. And that's something that we probably know. But this time in Shanghai, when it's actually handing out money, this is a very different kind of incentive as opposed to um you can pay less during night kind of thing. When, oh, yeah. Yeah, right? So I think that's kind of, that's definitely something new here in China. Totally. Actually, Shanghai paid out over 62 million yuan in subsidies to households that used less power during peak hours in the form of an electricity bill credit. And it's not the first um, time we do such thing, but I think more and more people started to realize that not only um, using too much electricity in peak hours would probably hurt the grid. Actually, um, the let's say the difference in power demand between peak and low periods, if it's huge, it can sometimes require power plants to shut down and reactivate over and over again. It is a huge burden, which is why I think we started to um, introduce this virtual power plant thing, which, in my opinion, is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Previously, I thought it's something with the internet. Internet, it's <laughs> the virtual and yeah. it's uh, a power plant building on the internet. No, 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 it has nothing to do with it. Mm. Actually, um, a virtual power plant. I would say it's kind of like a communication software platform specially designed to organize and manage the distributed power generators, the controllable power consumers, and energy storage systems. It's like forming a virtual alliances that operates like a real power plant. And let's break it down a little bit. So for the distributed power generators, they can be include wind farms on hillsides. They can be even, let's say, the solar panels on your rooftop. Mm -hmm. And the controllable power consumers, they can include households, factories, office buildings, especially in 
city centers, the office buildings can be a huge、um, power consumer. Shopping malls and electric vehicles, even, and the energy storage system can include electric vehicles capable of charging and discharging,、uh, charging piles when energy storage with. Energy storage capabilities and portable power banks in your pocket, even. So it's less about, or it's not about generating electricity, but it's a system for managing electricity. Yes, and that's the part that's really difficult for. Most of us who don't work in that industry to wrap our heads around, because it's like, how can you do that? And it is fascinating that you can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was also just reading here about. The situation in South Africa as a South African,、mm -hmm. because、uh, we have a power、uh, power crisis in South Africa. Our infrastructure is aging, and that has put a lot of pressure on the supply of electricity to the country's nearly sixty million、uh, population, as well as the industrial sector in our country. And、uh, so, what I, one of the things that was.、Um, uh, Was being proposed is、uh, having a, a a smart meter installed in households in every household where the regulator, the energy regulator in our country, can actually、uh, manage、uh, the amount of electricity that goes that is used in in the household, especially for water heating, because we use a system that that's called、um, a giza, which is a water heater that you install in your home. It it varies in sizes. And、um, so, what I guess once you install that、uh, smart meter, it can say whether you are now overheating your water, and、uh, it can be remotely、uh, reduced. the The heater can be remotely、uh, reduced, from what I read. And but this is still something that is being proposed,、mm. and and I think it will also apply、uh, in in terms of other appliances besides the water heater. Appliances such as a washing machine, maybe a dishwasher, and and others that really consume a lot of electricity. And from what I'm reading, I think this could help.、Uh, and、uh, because a lot of people are not really that cautious about how much or how they use their electricity, some people leave、um, their stoves on.、Uh, That's not safe. <laughs> exactly, and、um, and you know it's similar to water, where people leave water running, and they like, oh, I'm coming back just for. I'm just going to the other room, and they leave water running, and then they come back, and then please don't do、off. that. So people, I mean, as much as you'll be doing the right thing in your household, other people are they just don't really care that much, and that's. Just a fact. I mean, I I cringe when I watch movies. <laughs> I think. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> Turn off the tap or something. I think what you've described is kind of like a tiny mini power,、uh, virtual power plant you install in your home. That、yes. is to yeah,、uh, intelligent smart, smart meter thing. Yes, intelligently control everything. And what we're talking about here is more like a.、Um, A virtual power plant in a larger scale,、mm. and for different households, actually, you can be part of the scheme by installing an app on your. Well, actually, it's like entrusting your household appliances,、mm -hmm. such as your electric vehicles. We talked about air conditioners, refrigerators, to a platform for management, and the, by doing so, you can allow the platform to remotely control the charging schedules of your electric vehicle and adjust the temperature settings of your appliances. 
I mean, adjusting one or two degrees in your household is not a huge thing. But if every household in your building, in your residential community, in the district, adjust your、um, air conditioner one degree down, it helps a lot.、Mm-hmm. So that's the idea about the power, the virtual power plant. Right, and that works really well, Yoholian. After what you've portrayed for us. For let's say office buildings or these big corporate buildings or shopping malls or whatnot, but when it comes to the individual household, I suspect that people might have different ideas. For example, sometimes I don't think we should. Okay, first of all, this is a disclaimer. China is a vast country with a huge population. People have very diverse needs, and people are at different、um, parts. Occupy different parts of the economic spectrum, and we acknowledge that. But also, if you look at the overall situation in China, in a lot of provinces, in a lot of households in China, do people even have that many, let's say, air conditioners to power the house to keep yourself cool?、Uh, not really. Like I remember just a couple of years ago, reading this very optimistic、uh, industry report for air conditioning. Development in China, and it was way too optimistic. It said that overall, like,、uh, sorry, on average, there's less than one air conditioner in Chinese households. And just think about this: if Chinese households, well, if you have more than one room, then you have, let's say, two, three more air conditioning、uh, air conditioners in your household. What tremendous growth that will be for air, the air conditioning industry! <laughs> But did that happen? No, it didn't. And then if you look at developed countries. If it's not central heating or air conditioning,、uh, if you visit Japan, for example, households maybe each room has an air conditioning,、uh, air conditioner. So anyhow, so we need to look at the fact that we are a developing country on the one hand, and also you have swaths of people working hard, still looking to improve our livelihoods. And when it's hot, people want air conditioning, which is understandable. And then when you look at the virtual. Uh, power plant that actually needs your okay to be present in your household. People in China and around the world might feel: Do we? Do I want this to be controlled by by another entity, so to speak? When in fact, in China, like a lot of households, don't really use that much electricity. Anyway, and that is why actually there will be financial incentives introduced if you join the power plant. If you become a power bank for the platform, that is something can be real. Please explain that. When I'm saying become a power plant or a power, power bank, bank for the virtual power plant, actually, not only yes, we use、uh, air conditioner as an example because it's really hot summer days, but actually all the other home appliances can work with the system as well, and. You might be surprised to know that electric cars can serve as also a vital,、um, let's say, element.、Um, in July 2022, the domestic retail penetration rate of new energy vehicles actually reached nearly 27 percent, which is a huge number. Because by 2014, it is estimated that China could have 300 million electric vehicles if each vehicle has a capacity of 65 kilowatt hour. The total energy storage capacity of these vehicles would amount to 20 billion kilowatt. 
hour. And by leveraging the energy storage capacities of electric vehicles, virtual power plants can tap into this vast reserve of stored energy during times of high electricity demand or supply fluctuations. So we're not only talking about one or two kinds of home appliances or just electric vehicles. It's more like a concept. And um, by adopting the concept or implementing it, we need huge computing power. We need the um, we need the ability to be able to count every factor in. Yes. And that requires a lot of computing power. And can I just raise one point? Computing power uses up obscenely huge amount of energy. Like when you look at Bitcoin mining, when you look at how um, the supercomputers are, are are doing the calculations, it takes up a lot of energy. And and that's also, you know, it's almost like fighting fire with fire. It, I think it's more like micro macro management there's because, there's definitely yeah that. yeah and because we actually have got statistic here saying that for a peak load lev uh, leveling tasks such as meeting five percent of peak demand um, investing in thermal power plants for example mm. would require approximately 400 billion yuan and let alone the carbon emission however by leveraging virtual power plants where the main resources are already actually available the additional investment needed we are talking about the computing power the uh, let's say the construction operation and incentive incentive to give to the people, actually, it's only around 50 to 60 billion yuan. So still, there <laughs> <Only>? is. Only? <laughs> uh, okay. Because the other one is 400 billion. So yeah. if you make the comparison, definitely virtual power plant would be a much better choice. Well, you see, this is, um, you've got two camps of people already, you know, <laughs> yeah. one's the more tech Luddite kind of person, which I forever hold the crown to. And you've got somebody who's very aspiring. Well, yeah. Yes. And okay. looking forward to technological change that can bring real change to people's lives and possibly save the planet. And Pearl, you are in the unique position today to share <laughs> which camp do you tilt a little bit more towards? Could I just ask? <laughs> if I own a, an EV uh -huh. and then I become the store of energy, yeah. <laughs> how, much, power, how much could I earn from that? Well, currently, I think it's around 3 yuan per uh, kilowatt hour. So that's half a dollar. And But I, I think the reason um, I find this incentive quite inducing is because... I don't really need to do a lot of things. I'm just handing over the uh, charging scheme to a platform. It's not like I'm sacrificing a lot. Mm -hmm. and, and there is and always the lingering idea of or the thought that, you know, what if what if you're not supposed to use power at a particular time and then there's nothing you can do about it? Mm. Yeah, but I do support it. I do support the idea. Hey, good. Um, I think <laughs> I'm playing devil's advocate I here. I mean, I think it makes you feel like you are doing a service for humanity mm, in yeah, a way. A bit. Yeah, you're doing your part. You're supporting your fellow mankind, your fellow mm. citizens, and you know. Yeah, I appreciate to... that, and I think it's important. It is really good to have that kind of thought, but also you are 
a consumer, a citizen with your, you know, with your rights as well. And that includes if you sign up for a scheme like this, then you should be guaranteed what you're entitled to. That is, hopefully the energy will go to your household accordingly and you also get what you're promised. And I think that's also important for any policy or scheme to be popular. So do you think the scheme does not meet I think sometimes idea. maybe you want your air conditioner to be one degree lower, but at that particular time, it requires to be one degree higher, Sometimes something like that. Mm. I, I have a really cheapskate idea for all of this, and I utilize it at home. That is basically, I let myself sweat. <laughs> I know, you are really, really supportive well done to you. of saving well the done environment. To you. Yeah. I mean, I also don't use the AC that much, so... Yeah, so and, you and, and should I be also, the target audience. Sorry, also, I haven't finished my sentence. There's the first <laughs> half, I let myself sweat. And then after taking my shower, I just uh, turn on the air con for one hour. And I I try, I time myself to fall asleep during that one hour. <laughs> and then the AC automatically shuts, shuts down because I've, I've programmed it to do so. And then, you know, you're if it's a lucky night, then you go from night to morning just without the need of getting up because it's too hot or whatever. Yeah, I don't have it on myself like for the whole day. It's only for the whole maybe day. That is so extravagant. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you, but people out on. there, what are you thinking the about? The AC is probably on for about mm. 20 to 30 minutes if it's really hot. Yeah. Because I don't like feeling cold. <laughs> I think I prefer be, I prefer feeling warm more than I prefer feeling cold. So once I feel like I'm cool enough, yeah. then I switch it on. Yeah. Okay. I mean, switch it off. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And also, you know, don't switch it on and off too frequently. Mm. That's also, you know, it's like a spike in energy or electricity demand once you turn it on so you know don't do it too often but also we've talked so much about the demand side of things and interesting new schemes and arrangements and i think that's all very exciting and on the other hand of course there's the the need to um, make our energy cleaner mm. um increasingly moving away from coal and to new energy, solar, water, wind, all those things that Nyoholin has mentioned earlier. And in China, we're seeing a vast amounts of investment that go that goes into new energy sectors as well. And we'll be back with more roundtable discussion.